Welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast with Paul Fagan and Jody Fisher. This is the podcast for all dads who want to succeed with life's topics, especially related to family and finances. Now here's my dad, Paul Fagan. Hey Jody, how are you doing today? Hello Paul, how are you? Uh, doing well, fantastic. Um, today's topic is the thin line between savings and enjoying life. At one time or another, we all probably felt this desire to have more or, or to do better or that someone else has something that we want. So we want to talk today on uh, how to walk that line between how to properly save for the future while still not, and I think this is a great term, uh, postponing life. Uh, but first, let's talk about some news uh, that we saw this past week. Um, the first story that I, wanna, uh, I found, Jody, which was interesting was um credit card uh, is at the wor- is let's see let me just pull up the headline here cuz we always like to read the headlines right cuz they're a little bit sometimes they get become scary uh, credit card debt is worse for those with high income which is interesting what was your take on this uh, story Jody initially yeah this story on cnbc.com uh basically says that overall well it starts out overall Americans have 300 830 billion dollars 830 with a B billion credit card debt as of the second quarter of 2019, which represents a 6% jump year over year. Um, basically, this article runs down how people are spending money on credit cards like crazy. It's getting worse and worse and worse, um, and that there's no end in sight, and that the, the, the habit of spending on a credit card is actually more prevalent um, as the the household income rises so in other words it seems to be the more people make the more they spend on credit cards uh which is just crazy to me and they and they get into the phrase what they call lifestyle creep which is what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast um you know the keeping up with the joneses joneses thing that you know you know run out and spend it's consumer debt it boils down to consumer debt you know it's it's not um, other types of debt, um, you know, running out and whether you're buying clothes or a car or a TV or a toy. Um, and we love our toys. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, spending on a credit card is just crazy. So this, this story is really, um, is pretty, and pretty important and pretty, and pretty opening. I think. Yeah, I agree. And I thought, you know, what, what came to my mind immediately after reading it was, did everyone forget about the early two thousands, like between 2000 and 2010 of what happened? with the economy and banks were failing and people were losing their homes and and it all kind of ties back to the same thing right whether it's rampant spending on homes or rampant spending on credit cards or cars um, I'm just shocked that people to this day um, maybe I'm not shocked maybe, maybe I should not be shocked but well and you bring up a good point Paul I mean this is you know this you're talking about this this study shows about how the more people make, it seems to correlate with the more they spend on credit cards. So presumably, these are people who are older and should know better, right? We're not talking about 20-year-olds who are running around buying bottle service at the club, you know, again, presumably. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people our age, you know, who, are, who have, um, you know, significant incomes, who likely have significant obligations in the terms of, you know, whether it's a mortgage or a family or whatever else that is. And yet, to your point, these people have not woken up 
and they're still spending money on credit cards. I just find that to be nuts. Yeah, it, no lessons learned, right? So I think right. that's probably the, the gist of it, and we'll probably jump a little bit into more detail today on this uh, on our podcast. Um, the second story that I that I had found uh, was uh, the headline is "You can now give a student loan payment as a Christmas gift." Where <laughs> my my initial reaction this was on market watch my initial reaction was how sad that we're at this place where going to college and we've already talked about college savings twice on on previous podcasts because i guess for financial dads out there with families that's probably the biggest most daunting debt and set of decisions you'll have to go through as a family uh next to your mortgage in some cases probably even more important and, and 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 more costly than a home because if you're at the point now where you have to you know you're asking your friends and family to give you money to pay down your student loan you got a much bigger problem on your hands what, what is your thoughts on this jody my thought is that this was this was some kind of a scheme with some kind of a student loan company um, to get people to pay back their their student loan debt. <laughs> Frankly, I mean, I'm it's a cynical thing, but I'm I I, I tend to walk the line between cynicism and realism. Um, the other thought I had was that you know if if you're asking someone, first of all, how tacky? Like you're going to ask somebody to pay off your student loan for That's you true. or yes. pay down your student loan for you? That's just super tacky. Um, but the other thing I thought of is that, you know, if it if it's the difference between, you know, a, a twenty five dollar or a fifty dollar gift or twenty five or fifty bucks to your student loan, your student loan is going to go. Yeah. And so I mean, they, they won't even pay part of the interest monthly interest on your student. Twenty five or fifty bucks isn't going to pay the interest on your student loan for one month, let alone ship away at the principal. So I, I just think this is a ridiculous concept. Um you know, if you want, if you can get someone to chip in a thousand bucks to your student loan, go for it. But I don't have any rich uncles or aunts, frankly, that I could ask. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's great because we both had different perspectives on it. I think yours was great that it's cynical. Mine was more sad, right? I, I and like I said, we talked about this on previous podcasts. Um, I got rid of my student loans as, as as fast as I could. I had a couple of great stories around the student loans, and and you'll have to listen back in the podcast to to hear those. But um, my they were my number one priority um, to get rid of them, and and they weren't even that daunting compared to what I've the stories I'm hearing today. Right, so a, a kid going to college today to a you know a decent uh, well. I don't want to use the word decent. Going to a private university, a four-year degree, you want to live on campus, you know, upwards of three, four hundred thousand dollars, all in, and that's what those. That's the kind of debt you'll be facing when you leave college. So it really is crazy. So, um, but you know, that was it was it was sort of sad when I when I saw that there's actually a service out there. Someone there's an idea that they said, you know, we're going to build an app so people can help me you know, uh, pay down, uh, student loans. Right. And I just thought that, man, I can't believe that we're here in this, uh, this economy. Right. So we're talking about overspending on credit cards today. We're talking about going into hock for, you know, uh, university. And, and so maybe, um, with that, we'll jump into the weekly topic, right? The thin line between savings and enjoying life. Right. So for me, it's like, wow, where do I begin? Um, I've always been a saver, Back to my paper route days. At 12 years old, I had a paper route. Paper route used to make 55 bucks a week. 
approximately, I used to put at least 50 in the bank. Um, and it took me a long time to let go a little bit and start to enjoy life. I think for me, the turning point was probably after I got married um, and, and probably with kids now. And I'm still not where I think I want to be in terms of enjoying life with money. Um, and like I said, I, I want to preface this that I don't have an overabundance of money by any means, but I probably could do a better job of spending a little more and maybe not concentrating so much on the savings or paying off. So up until you know a year and a half ago, two years ago, my life was all about paying debt. Um, first was uh, credit card debt in college. I got into a small credit crunch and, and paid that off and, and swore credit cards off that to the point where I pay them off monthly. We've talked about this. I use them. I know we have different points of view on this, Jody. I use them as part of my financial, um, uh, part of my financial ways, and so I use them. But they, we don't carry any balances. And then we had to tackle school loans, right? So all the school loans had to be tackled and destroyed and and put away. So we forgo. You know, we we said we're not going to do this trip or that trip because we got to pay the school loans. And then we got to a point where we had the mortgage and. Then we said, well, you know what? We can't do this. we got this big mortgage, right? We can't take this trip or do that. We have to really hammer down and pay the mortgage off. And so now, you know, I have a little bit of a different um, view on it, right? And I look at friends and family who are the opposite of my point of view. And in the end, I wonder who's smarter. Um, my father passed away uh, young, uh, young relatively nowadays, right? He passed away in his 60s. Uh, but he got to love life through travel and other nice things. And, and yet, he's been to places around the globe I'd never been to, that I would love to go to. But time and money holds me back. Like, I can't see myself spending that money if I have kids now that I'm, the, next, the next hurdle is saving for college. So my savings just never ends, right? So even though I paid off the mortgage, you know, was it worth it? Sometimes I don't know, right, Jody? So maybe you'll be part therapist, part co-host today. What are your thoughts when it comes to... Um, the thin line between savings and enjoying life. Well, I'm I'm here to tell you right now, Paul. I I, I love my life, but financially, I would swap places with you in a heartbeat. <laughs> to have a paid-off mortgage and paid-off student loans. I appreciate and to not that. have any debt whatsoever. I, it it would it would take me less than a tenth of a second to swap financial positions. Well, I appreciate you. that. You gave me a little confidence today. <laughs> After a long week you of have done. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, you've done the you've done the right thing, my friend, because we've still got the mortgage and we've still got a student loan hanging around our necks. And frankly, I don't even so much mind the mortgage. I'd love to have it paid off, don't get me wrong. I don't so so much mind it. I look at that student loan balance and I just get flaming angry at it. Um, and we're just paying that down as fast as we possibly can because I want that thing gone. Uh, yesterday, um, you know, it's it's something interesting that you bring up though too about you know it, it and I and I think that's uh, it's that keeping up with the Joneses thing. You talked about your you know your dad had visited lots of places uh, and you haven't visited those places and you 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 want to. Um, I think the cool part about it is that now with no mortgage and no student loan and no other debt to your name, you know, is sort of other than the the, the minor temporary debt that you might take on for a particular reason, um, you're at liberty to do that stuff now. And you can balance it out with the savings you feel you need to do for your kid's college or the savings you need to do for anything else. I think you're more in control 
of your money. And, and I've used the phrase, you know, being intentional with your money. You can be intentional with your money in different ways now. And I, and I think, again, not to not to say I know what you're feeling, Paul, but, you know, I, I feel like now you're in a place where you've paid all this stuff off. So now you're getting used to a new reality. And the new reality is, OK, what do we do with the money now? Now that we've accomplished this thing, we're going to move on to the next phase. And, and maybe you're just trying to figure out what that next phase is for you. So I, I see a lot of opportunity for you guys. And, and like I said, I would switch financial positions with you in a heartbeat. Well, I yeah, I appreciate it. I think for me, though, I think the next hurdle that I see is the college savings. We talked about this multiple times and on different podcasts. And the, the, the and we, please listen back to the podcasts we have done on college savings. But I, I ran the numbers for my own family, for my own two children. The numbers are daunting. And so for me, with the mortgage gone, I, my focus has been, geez, uh, and I know what you're saying. I'm grateful, thankful. I always say that every podcast. But now I'm like, Geez, now I got to save for the college, right? Which may be more expensive than what we paid for my house, right? So it really is crazy. And then the other thought that always jumps into my head, I've seen people with signs that they say, whoever dies with the most toys wins, <laughs> right? So like sometimes yeah, I, don't know. I don't know about I that. sit I back to, and I used to think that, but I'm yeah, not so sure anymore. Yeah. And so I don't know. It, it's just one of those things. But I interrupted uh, your flow. I think I jumped back in, but um uh, you know, looking at the, the discussion topics that we have for, you know, for today, I think really the first one is really finding your priorities, right? What is the, what is your definition of enjoying life? What, what do you think about that statement? I, I think that that's w what I alluded to, like you figuring out where you are next with, with your financial picture, Paul. I mean, you've got to define and each of us has to define what enjoying life means for us. And, and, and by that, I mean, in context with who we are and what we do and what we want to accomplish. You know, some people want to be the king of the world. OK, figure out a way to do that. Other people want to live a fairly humble life. Fine. Figure out how to do that. Um, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes with our money over the course of, of many years. And a lot of them have been made in the pursuit of happiness, you know, whether it was buying a big house or spending money on credit cards to go on vacations or buying TVs or toys or furniture or whatever that stuff is, all in the pursuit of, oh, if we get this thing, life will be great. And having done that plenty of times, I can assure you, at least for me, life never gets that much appreciably greater in a sustained kind of a way after you buy that thing. Sure, it's fun for a little while. Hey, it's great to get that new TV or that new whatever else it is. But the shine comes off that apple, at least for me, pretty fast. And we spent a lot of years digging ourselves out of those holes that we dug ourselves. It was long and it was painful and um, took a lot of sacrifice and a lot of patience um, to get out of those those holes that we dug for ourselves. But so now my definition of enjoying life for me is, you know, we've talked about the spreadsheet before, but knowing that I don't have any debt payments at all. I don't have any credit card debt. Um, like I said, we got a student loan debt. We've got a mortgage debt. I'm not so wrapped up about you know having that mortgage debt, even though I'd love to have it paid off. But I don't have any of these other little tiny debts nipping at my heels and, and chipping away at my monthly nut. Um, in addition to you know things like food and stuff for the kids and all that need to get paid every month. Um, and so I have this peace of mind and this 
this sort of solace, um, knowing that uh, we've built everything into our budget to do exactly what we want to do when we want to do it. And that includes things like saving regularly for a vacation that's going to come up in nine months or saving up literally every week for Christmas that we know is going to happen every December, saving up for kids' expenses, whether it's athletic signups or home improvements or things like that. Nothing in our budget is impulse. And I know by looking at my budget spreadsheet, I know as long as I've put it in there that the money is going to be there when I need it. And that to me is is my definition of 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 enjoying life, uh, knowing and having that peace of mind that I've got this covered. And if there's something that comes up or if there's something that we need to do, that all I need to do is slide it into that budget spreadsheet and then figure out the math to make everything work out. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It's a very healthy approach that you have. And, and I think for me, you hit it on the head. There's some little victories that I'll call them that I like, that I that I go to. And I like that peace and solace of having uh, financial freedom. Um, you know, the spreadsheet, I have my spreadsheet. We've talked about our financial tools. Um, I have a view in my financial spreadsheet that gives me kind of the summary of where my financial life is. And I, I and sometimes I download it and I just kind of look at it, right? I'll stare at it on the screen, you know, because it does give me peace of, of mind when it comes to uh, life at this point. The other little victory, and I know this is going to be really crazy. Um, you know, in, in our house, we're lucky. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful and lucky enough. We have multiple bathrooms in my house and, and some people out there are probably rolling their eyes now. Um, um, I grew up in a house with one bathroom. The family of four shared it, and you know. And I know it sounds crazy, but for me, um, having a bathroom that's kind of like our own, uh, me and my wife, you know, off our room. It's very small uh, by any means, um, but it's so great just having a bathroom where I don't have to worry about waiting in line for the bathroom. I don't know if you ever had to do that, Jody, but you for me, do not have to justify yeah. or explain to yeah. any parent out there. I don't think. The, the joy of having your own bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 it, was a, it was a small victory for me. And, uh, and sometimes um, um, I'll, I'll sit there. <laughs> and and, 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 and uh, I'm like, wow, you know, this is cool, right? The house is paid. And uh, well, they, some people call it the thinking chair, right? Um, I sit there and think, wow, this – this is cool, right? Like that. So to I your will point, never go. I will never use the bathroom the same again, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my peace oh, of mind, man. right? It's it's my happy place. But anyway, <laughs> let's let's move off that topic. Um, but but between the spreadsheet and I, it just goes down to what you said before. And I am thankful and grateful. I've been able to um, have that in my life. And it comes down to person, you know, personal choices, personal views, and. I think I'm with you, but there is something that always creeps in, and and that's something that I don't get too wrapped up on it in it. But I think most people, to some degree or another, get wrapped up in it, and that's the um, keeping up with the Joneses. And I think you you put that best in our discussion topics this week, uh, Jody. And it's you know between Facebook and Instagram, and you're seeing all these snapshots of people's happy lives and sometimes you think well maybe oh i would love to take that trip or oh i would love to buy that thing or whatever that is so um and we've talked about this on other podcasts where there was a famous commercial for some 
deck consolidation where that shows the happy dad in the back in the in the backyard. He's got the cars in the driveway. Kids are running around. You know, uh, twenty thousand dollars swing set in the corner, and he's on this thousand dollar grill flipping burgers for fifty people. And the camera pans in, and he and they and he has this big smile on his face, and he says, "I'm up to I'm up to my neck in debt, or I'm up to I'm in debt up to my eyeballs." I think that was the line. That's the line. Yep. And you know, for me, I try not to look at others, right? That's very key because someone told me a long time ago, there's always going to be someone behind you in front of you in life, if, if that's how you're going to look at it, right? So the person you're thinking, man, I would like that Ferrari, he probably has a friend that has 10 Ferraris, right? And a garage to keep them in. Yeah. Absolutely, right? Or an island to drive them on, on his own, right? Like, I, I don't know, right? Like, so the sky's the limit. Like, you could really keep going. And I think that's, you know, part of the reason why we strive and I think there's motivation there's a small part of motivation in wanting to keep moving up in life if that's the right word but then there has to be some logic there has to be some fundamentals applied to make sure you keep yourself in check so for me keeping up with the Joneses I I really whenever I see something flashy or I see somebody got something that was super cool I sit man well, I, I'm happy. I got my money in the bank. I'll I'll keep it there. If I really want it, I could go buy it. But I, I hold myself back from buying it for these types of reasons. What is your view on keeping up with the Joneses? Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, we have we just experienced that. We have friends, uh, good friends of ours um, who just got a terrific home renovation project done. A nice big kitchen with a like a TV room and they vaulted the ceiling and just you, you can look at this and you can see the the commas you know, in the price tag of this renovation. And it's gorgeous. And you have that moment where you're like, you're really happy for them. And at the same time, you go, and I want that too. I think that's completely human. Um, and, and I don't think you, um, I don't think you're a bad person for feeling that because it's just normal, right? Um, the feeling that I have is I go, ooh, okay, I want that thing uh, or I want something similar to that thing. Um, the, the question kicks in immediately for me. How am I going to get it? And I instinctively and impulsively just go straight to my budget spreadsheet and figure out if I really want it that bad, can I plug it in and can I get it? Um, and if I can't get it today, you know, if it's not something simple, like, you know, 20 bucks, if I can't get it today, okay, how much do I have to pay over how much period of time in order to achieve the thing that I want? Um, it's really that simple for me. And, and if the budget spreadsheet tells me no, then the answer has got to be no. Um, but here's the interesting thing more times than not with the exception of something like, you know, a quarter million dollar home renovation, um, I can usually get what I want just by plugging it into the budget spreadsheet and exercising just a little bit of patience and saying, okay, I'm not going to get it today, but I'm going to get it in two months or I'm going to get it in six months. Or if it's really expensive, I'm going to get it in a year. Um, and you know what? Sometimes you got to wait a year, but you got to have that discipline and that patience that kicks in. Um, you know, don't let your impulses drive you. I think that goes back to the story we talked about that CNBC article we talked about at the top of the podcast about credit card debt rising for people, you know, the more money they make, it seems the more money they spend on credit cards. I think that's, that's the real problem is this instant gratification culture that we live in. Um, this sort of Instagram culture, um, of see something, want something, get something. I think there's even a rap song right now out that sounds, 
similar to that. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to find. We'll have to find it. But literally, I think the lyrics are: "I see it, I want it, I bought it." Well, if you put it on a credit card, you didn't bought it. <laughs> you went in a hawk for it. So you know, cool your impulses. Um, you know, figure out a way to get it. And 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 when you do pay for it in cash, I guarantee you, you will feel a whole lot better having bought it in cash than throwing it on a credit card and paying twenty seven percent interest. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, you know, once you buy it on the credit card, technically you don't own it yet. <laughs> I no. guess. No, I right? mean, I mean, even your home. You know, people say, "Oh, I own my own home." No, you don't. You owe the bank. <laughs> right, right, right. And I do have to ask: with that home renovation, did it have like the island with the stools and the farmhouse? Oh, it had sink everything. And... Oh, it was gorgeous. It was out of a magazine. It's beautiful. And I say this legit. I am super happy for them because they're super. They're wonderful people, and. Um, you know, however they're paying for it, none of my business. Um, it's gorgeous, and I'm happy for them. And it's also that thing of, wow, I would love for my house to look like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's one of the things that you hit upon something that um, – because for me, I like to cook our kitchen. Thankful and grateful. We have a kitchen. It's a decent kitchen. I would love to have a much bigger kitchen with more workspace and, and more – uh, higher end appliances, whatever you want to call it, right? You, you know, and, and this goes back. This all ties to the HGTV, HGTV and the different stoves with the six burners and all these different things, right? So sometimes I sit there and think, man, it would be great to. And we've talked about this on other podcasts. I'd love to upgrade the house one more time. And sometimes I sit there frustrated in the kitchen if I knock something off the counter because it, the, the, you know it's not enough room. And I'm saying, ah, why don't we sell this place and get another house, right? But then. I go to my happy place um, and I sit there and think, hmm, if I have to go get another house, it's going to cost X amount more. I'm probably going to wind up having to take some sort of mortgage. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll stay with the kitchen on that, right? I, like, I'm right. just like, you know, I will um, just just sit back and try to, to suck it all in and just kind of level set myself and be thankful and grateful for what I have. And I think that comes in to play as well right we talked about this and volunteerism and 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 working with others and and so life isn't always about the the money it's about the friends it's about the family um it's about helping others so there's a lot that goes into the definition of enjoying life but there is this little bit every once in a while i think we all get it where you know we're, we're human we want the best for us we want the best for our family and so we, we look at these things and say, oh, it'd be great to have a bigger kitchen. Oh, have a nice playroom for the kids to hang out in and some of these things. But then life kicks in and you say, well, I'm not going to do it. And this goes back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast when I opened it up. Like sometimes I still sit there and wonder, was, is it all worth it, right? Is it worth it to sacrifice and, and sometimes, you know, not and just not go out and, and just do what you want. But when I do think about it, and I work through my thoughts. Um, I'm pretty happy with where I sit today, so I'm gonna. I'm I'm pretty content. So I think that's how I view it in terms of of uh, of life. So any 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 thoughts on that, Jody? No, I I think that I think you got to find your own happy place to use your phrase, Paul. Uh, my happy place is my spreadsheet, and uh, it it tells me exactly what I can get when I can get it. Um, and get it on my terms and my terms is no debt. Um, or if there is, I'm going to take on a little bit of debt. I'm going to take it on for a finite period of time and I know exactly to the week that I'm going to pay it off. Um, 
And, and that's the thing that lets me throw my head down on the pillow every night uh, and fall asleep within five minutes because I know that there is not this crushing feeling on my chest about what I owe this person and that person or this credit card or that loan payment. No, I agree. And I think from a I have the same sentiment. I mean, we talk about, you know, oversaving. Uh, I don't think anyone could really, I don't know if you can oversave. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think I'm at that point, but, um, you know, you do want to have the night, you know, you, you do want to make sure you're balanced, right? And that balance is a very personal thing. And, and for some people, saving more is what they, is what, is what their happy place is. Um, and for others, it may not be. So, um, I think, you know, to kind of recap, uh, what I've taken away from today is really look introspectively into yourself and, and figure out and try to figure out, you know, in the words of happy Gilmore from that movie, uh, go to your happy place, right. And, and try to figure out what this all means for you. And, and once again, document it. I'm a big believer in writing it down, typing it out, putting a note together, um, you know, understand, like you said, you, you saw that kitchen, great example. Hmm, can I get a kitchen like that, right? What would it take for me to get that kitchen? Is it a priority for us? And then you could sit there and, and plan it out. So, and, and stay away, and you hit it on the head, stay away from the impulsing. Uh, the, the, the fact that you could go get a home loan uh, or a home equity line or a credit card and do that kitchen renovation at the drop of a hat. Like, Jody, you know you could go tomorrow, you can go today and finance that entire thing in less than 24 hours. They would have a crew at your house doing whatever you want for 50 grand, 70 grand, and you'd probably get pre-approved, no problem. But you're smart enough to realize that that is gonna come with a very, very, very long tail in terms of payment. So you you sit back just like I would do, and okay, how can we do this the right way? How can we do it the smart way? So I think that's the the takeaway I'm gonna go with is, is do not impulse buy. Um, make sure that you're thinking through those types of decisions. And if you're going to enjoy some of that money, enjoy it wisely. What is your uh, takeaway today, Jody? I think that you can have whatever you want in life. Um, and seconding what you said about staying away from impulse buying, Paul, you've got to plan to get the things that you want. And planning goes hand in hand with patience. Um, if you plan and you are patient, you will get the things that you want and you will get them in a way that gives you much better peace of mind than than impulsing something, whether it's a $20 sweater or it's a $200,000 home renovation project. Um, plan and you will succeed. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Jody, I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today and I'm personally looking forward to the next one. Thanks everyone for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just go to financialdads.com. So with that, this is Paul and Jody reminding you, managing finances can be stressful, but that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a good one, everybody. Be well and thank you.